2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDST. We cooked a pig in the ground,
3: got some beer on ice, and all my friends are coming over tonight.
0: So hot. What's
1: happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the... People's Dynasty podcast on today's show. It is going to be a great show. This is our Dynasty MVP and Dynasty Bust edition. And I know what you're thinking: Where's Jerry? Jerry's going to be here, as well as ten other of our friends from Player Profiler and our Dynasty Warzone Network. So we're going to have a bunch of guys pop by. It's going to be like that uh, that clip show where they 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 play highlights of previous you know episodes or movies. So, got a lot of guests tonight, including the Podfather Theo Allen. Just so many good people for you. I'm really glad you tuned in. Now, uh, I'll start at the beginning. This is the toughest episode for me to do every year. It's so tough, in fact, that I haven't done this episode in maybe two years. We used to call it the Hot Take Hotline, and we used to have it rigged up to where our friends in the Dynasty industry could call my cell phone, and we could actually interview them live on the podcast really interesting way to go about doing it, but it is a fun show and you get a bunch of different takes. Now, the one thing I will preference before we get started, some of these guys knock the production value out of the park and you'll see them when you see them. Some of these guys were doing their best to just get us through uh, because I I hit them up at the last minute. So a lot of good stuff and you're going to get introduced to for the player profiler exclusive audience. You're going to get to introduced. You're going to get to meet some of our friends at the Dynasty Warzone Network, all the great guys that support us over there. Maybe you haven't listened to our show, and maybe this will be the reason you go over and subscribe. And I think you'll like uh, some of the guys that are going to stop by here in just a little bit. Uh, but this is the great opportunity to remind you that this is a, two, a two-channel a two show. So it simulcasts on Player Profiler, both on the Twitter slash YouTube a player profiler but it's also found Dynasty Warzone YouTube podcast everything and like i said you're going to get to meet a lot of great guys tonight and you're going to hear a lot of your favorites so this is a Dynasty Warzone player profiler collaboration if there ever was one i'd appreciate if you found the subscribe button to both the podcast and both the the YouTube channel So I'm going to get right into this. This is a packed show. We are packed from end to end. We have a lot of good stuff. And Speaking of good stuff, the last bit of shameless promotion on my end, this coming Friday, I'm starting my new player prop gambling show, for lack of a better term. It's going to be on Friday nights. Why Friday nights? It's a great question. I'm, I'm so glad that you asked. The reason why Friday nights is because Friday night, the lines will come out. And, but this Friday night, I'm going to kind of give you some season-long do's, some season-long don'ts, some things that that I look for when I gamble, uh, when I do player props, whether that's on a rival, an underdog, or, or what have you, uh, I'm going to give you some best practices. Now, I did this not in 22, I did this in 21 uh, with one of the guests that's stopping by tonight, and we hit over 60% on the sides and totals betting, and then... I hit about 68%, 65% on the player props. So we're going to do that. We're going to do that Friday night. And and it'll be a podcast, but you're going to want to make sure you're tuned into the player Profiler YouTube channel, because in gambling, these numbers move very quickly. And if you're not watching live, you'll miss out and you could get a stale number. You may not even get the number that you wanted. So that's called the juice. That'll be Friday nights. It'll stream live around 930 and I'll instantly turn it into a podcast. So you'll have it for Saturday morning. So there you go. There is the shameless promotion, except we're going to jump into good people, bad tweets. And that is sponsored by our friends at Rival. So let's hear that word. We'll get into this thing, guys.
4: Hey, we've got to talk about Rival Fantasy today. Rival Fantasy, they're a huge supporter of everything we do. The podcast channel, the YouTube channel, it's possible because of Rival. And they have an incredible new offer with promo code player, promo code player. You double your deposit up to $200, and you get $25 in bonus bucks. So it's $225 additional to play in NFL preseason. You can do their props on the fantasy book where it's over, under, over, under, over, under, up to five guys. The more over-unders you hit, the higher your payout. And they have other challenges for the community. You can say, hey, I think that Player X is going to go over this many fantasy points, and someone takes you up on it. They take the other side. It's great. I love their fantasy bingo, where you can do five across, you can do four in the corner, black it out, just predicting fantasy points on your favorite players, especially in preseason. The promo code is PLAYER, where they match your deposit up to $200, plus those $25 in bonus bucks. This offer is insane.
1: There you go. Rival Fantasy. We will be taking advantage of their player props on the juice. Uh, We'll have a lot more with that. It it feels dirty, kind of odd to be wanting to beat the sponsors, but they're asking for it. So we're going to give them to you. And that is Rival Fantasy code word underworld. Let's jump into good people, bad tweets. Uh, Just because we're we're doing this show doesn't mean that we're not doing good people Bad tweets. And, and and this one was actually a good people, good conversation from the other day. Uh, this was Friday. Joel Verzoza, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Joel is a physical therapist. He's a doctor of physical therapy, and he's a fellow Najee lover. And you guys know I love Najee. Najee's my guy. If you go to the world famous in quotations draft kit, that is my man. And, and we were talking about Najee, and we had some other people in and out of the 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 tweet thread and we were going back and forth and one of the people brought up efficiency metrics and you know we we love efficiency metrics but as someone who works in manufacturing that is my primary job as well as a uh, good friend of the show Matt Babbage from the Dynasty Roundtable and, and uh, efficiencies are great efficiencies are great when the output is coming from say a machine and I, I do what I deal with you know I deal with machines and they run impressions per hour and that machine's pretty constant. It's been running this way for 70 years as an old-fashioned machine, but they work real well. It's the operator that's inefficient. So we were talking about Najee, and one of the people brought up his quote-unquote efficiency metrics last year, and efficient metrics are great. Every metric says something, but instead of saying what the metric was we should have asked why was the metric what it was. So why was Najee inef- inefficient? You know, with like Zeke Elliott or, or, or Joe Mixon, it's part of it is they're getting older. You know, Joe Mixon was in year six last year, Zeke year seven, but but Najee was in year two. So I ask myself, why was Najee less efficient in in 2022? Well, if, if you remember this time last year, Najee was working through a foot injury. I won't go as far as to call it a full-blown Liz Frank. I am not a doctor of physical therapy like Joel, but I do know that he was fighting through a foot injury. And you're correct. If you said he was inefficient the first part of the season, you would be correct. I'll just use fantasy points because that's what we do, right? We we play fantasy football, dynasty, and we need fantasy points. And the first eight games of the year, get weeks one through eight, Najee Harris in PPR was the running back 23. Not very good. Border, borderline RB2, barely an RB2 if you go you know, top 12, you know, 12 by 12, and barely was. But he was playing through the foot injury, and he got that week nine bye. Now, that week nine bye was the perfect timing. It's like dead in the middle. Play eight games, get a bye, play nine games. It, it actually worked out real well for Najee Harris last week. So he came back from that week nine bye, got a little rest on that foot further away from the injury. What do you know? Weeks ten through eighteen, those nine games, he was the RB seven on the season. So was he overall in the total landscape of his production in twenty in twenty twenty two? Was he less quote unquote efficient? Sure, he was. He absolutely was. He was you know not as healthy. Uh, the offensive line wasn't as good. He didn't get all that checkdown volume from Big Ben Roethlisberger. But you got to be careful with efe- with efficiency metrics or any metric. Ask yourself why. If you always can ask yourself why, why is this blank? Why is he less efficient? Why is this offense not as good? You know, that's something else. If you want to go back to manufacturing and, you know, you start getting into lean and Kaizen and Six Sigma and all, all this other stuff. You know, one of my favorite ones is a quality thing. It's root cause analysis. And it's, it's three diamond five Y, but just stick with the five Ys. If you can, and this is not just dynasty advice, guys, or fantasy advice. This is anything advice. If you can ask yourself why and answer the question why five times, you're going to more than likely get to the root cause of the situation. I do this with our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's like if you're making a first round pick or a trade, if you can't answer why three or four or five times, might not want to do that deal. Might not want to pull the trigger on that one. So that was good people. That was good tweets. This was good, healthy interaction we debated efficiency metrics. Of course, we talked positively about uh, about Mr. Najee Harris because that is my guy. But if you're fading Najee Harris or if you're arguing and being a dickhead on Twitter, Dana. Oh, where's Dana White? Federal prison. There he is. Federal fucking prison. If you're that fucking stupid and somebody else wants to do it, knock yourself out. There's not enough money in it. There you go. Fade and Najee will wind you up in federal fucking prison. So that was good people, bad tweets. And I want to jump into a new segment. This is something that we're going to be doing in season. I'm not doing all the segments. I'm going to get you to the dynasty MVPs, the dynasty bust, but we're going to be doing a trade segment. We're going to be doing a trade segment in season this year. And where do you, where did the trades come from? Another great question. I'm glad You guys are asking great questions tonight. W- the trades come from our patron, patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. Um, and just because we don't answer it on the show, doesn't mean that we don't answer it in the group chat. Doesn't mean that I will not cover it on the bonus podcast that comes out on Monday. It doesn't mean that I won't attach it to the early and ad free version of this podcast that the patrons get. We're going to do a trade. We're going to do a, a trade segment right here right now and the the little trade segment got got its own little sound drop guys I, i love sound drops
6: what do you hear what do you say
1: so there you go we're gonna we're gonna talk about this trade real quick and this one's from brett side note one of our guys stefan from across the pond he's in iceland uh yeah we have a patron in iceland and and he sent one that would take the entire body of the show it was like 97 different assets huge trade but Brett sent this trade in, and it's pretty straightforward. Twelve team, PPR, super flex. Here's the deal. He, someone sent, and I, I, I ask that the, the names be redacted so that I'm giving you, so that I'm giving you honest feedback because I don't want to be swayed and say, hey, my patron won, or you know, the other guy's a bozo or whatever. This is just my honest reaction to this trade, and it's Najee Harris, shocker, Najee Harris and John Mechie. For Jordan Love and a 24-second, let's take this thing apart. Now, I'm going to assume that if you're taking Najee Harris, you're you're set at the quarterback position and you're giving up Jordan Love. First of all, a bunch of guys I really like in here. I, I like Najee Harris. I think I just made that pretty clear. I'd feel odd if I had to tell you again. And I like John Mechie. I think someone's got to be the wide receiver one in that offense for a while, and you know what the best part is? Unless they find someone via trade or in the second round next year, John Mechie has a chance to lock this thing down for a couple of years because Houston sent their first round pick last year during the the draft to the Arizona Cardinals as part of a horrible trade-up for Will Anderson. More on that on another show, but then Jordan Love. I kind of like what I've seen. I don't love what I've seen out of Jordan Love. I like what I've seen out of Jordan Love season to date, and and then that second. So without having the full context of the roster, basically, if if you you, you spend a second, you know, twenty twenty one rookie draft on John Mechie, and you got a second back in twenty four, that's about a push. So then Jordan Love for Najee in a super flex. I mean, if you're desperate. And, and you're short on quarterbacks, and you know maybe maybe you were counting on Trey Lance. Maybe that's what that, that that GM's in that spot. You know, Trey Lance just traded to Dallas. I'm going to cover that on the Patreon Pod tomorrow as well. But all in all, I think this is a fair trade, and that's why I picked it. I, I don't think that you have to win every trade, guys. I'm I'm always going to tell you that. I've, I've said this for years. It's my quote, and and it's it's true. The more trades I lose, the more leagues I win. You have to take educated gambles, educated risks about which players that you think are going to do well. I like leaning on best ball, you know, ex- experts, Theo Grimminger, Dan Williamson, guys like that. Guys that you know, you know, Billy Muzio, guys that play super high stakes. That's a uh, that's a little trick of mine. But I think all in all, this this trade is fair because you know, running backs. I mean, we love running backs now and then in a year, two years. They age out. And if you're looking to get a year or two years out of a quarterback based on the deal that Jordan Love signed, I think you found your guy. And I think Green Bay's defense and the offense in general is going to be good enough to where they'll be in those middle team, the maybe early 20 picks. If that's the case, they wouldn't have a pick to be able to get a quarterback anyway. So all in all, fair. I think it meets the needs of both guys. And that is going to take care of our new trade spot.
6: Hey, traders. Now, there are days in our trading career when we as traders trade poorly and end up losing. So on those days, we look for inspiration.
1: That's right. When you trade poorly or you need inspiration, you can always come and see me here at the Dynasty Warzone, and maybe we'll answer your trade. So one last commercial promise, then we're going to get right into the MVPs and bust. But this man's not a bust because that's our buddy. It's the Podfather.
4: Hey, it's the podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up and see in depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team and you get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights that give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features, I mean. Individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Darius, So you can take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioners section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league. Do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but, uh, it is the best Playerprofiler.com com slash draft kit Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it.
1: There it is. The draft kit. We're coming off the busiest draft weekend of the year, but I know a lot of people will go right up into that first Thursday night. Love the draft kit. Very proud to have been a part of it. But let's get into it. Let's dive into MVPs. Let's dive into busts. Again, I appreciate every one of these gentlemen jumping on using their weekend. You know, they're not creating content, but they're like some guys, you know, they jumped in the studio, some guys jumped on the cell phone, but they all worked their ass off to give us their dynasty MVPs, dynasty busts, and in some case, both. So let me bring on my first guest. Let me bring on the first video. This gentleman's name is Dallas Hyder. Now, Dallas is our rookie guy. He's our Debbie guy over at the Dynasty Warzone Network. You can find him on YouTube and in our podcast feed. He does a show called The Rookie Rundown, and he's going to do a segment for us in season here on the Dynasty Warzone show. Dallas is going to keep us in touch with guys in college, Uh, what's going on, guys and names to keep in mind, as we come up on our rookie drafts, like one that he really clued me into this year, Michael Wilson. I'm so glad I got Michael Wilson, Michael Wilson everywhere, but let's hear Dallas. Let's see what he has to say about MVPs and dynasty busts.
2: Hello, and welcome to this week's very own episode of the DWZ. Just kidding. We're here for a different purpose today, and we are here for the Dynasty War Zones hot takes. It's your boy Dally. I'm here to give you my 2023-2024 fantasy football MVP. Uh, This is a guy who, for me, is falling through the cracks quite a bit in this year's draft, just as he has been in the last couple of years' draft. Um, Injuries have kind of plagued his early portion of his career. He's since switched teams, but been the same steady workhorse in the running back backfield for his respective teams. And I'm talking none other than the cancer survivor himself, Mr. James Conner. James Conner currently is coming in at RB25 in redraft ADP. That means he is currently going behind a bevy of running backs with significantly more questions in regards to workload, performance on the NFL, injury concerns as well, and newcomers into their backfield. Such names as Rashad White, What's happening in Tampa Bay? Is he truly the number one running back? If he is, can he be significantly more effective than he was last year? Cam Akers, same question marks in uh, L.A. with the Rams. Um, Workload, concerns. Efficiency, concerns. Alexander Madison, first time as a first-time running back, full head of steam. I'm going to lead the backfield. Don't know how that's going to go. Um, You have Alvin Kamara on a suspension, Miles Sanders on a new team. Can he continue to do it with Carolina? You have Damian Pierce, who had probably one of the least efficient stretches of the back end of a rookie season for a running back we've seen in quite a hot second. You have Jameer Gibbs, who, for a lot of people and me included, is not a full-time three-down back that can take a massive workload in this backfield, especially when you consider that they still have David Montgomery that they brought in in free agency and then we can't forget about both Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall in New York having a higher ADP even though the split workload that is going to happen with that team and the heavy reliance on the pass game with Aaron Rodgers and his new fun weapons I do not understand why James Conner at RB25 is not significantly higher you're getting him as an RB3 in your overall draft strategy at RB25 right now he's never once averaged below a 4.0 yards per carry average in his career and over the last two years in arizona he's averaged 54 targets which is top five from the running back position so it's very intriguing to see what is going to happen again the age-old question is always can he stay healthy um he if he ends up getting hurt it typically is towards the beginning of the season is what the trend of his career has been over the last four to five years so Worst case scenario, that may happen, but Arizona is gonna be pounding the rock on the ground because if they pass the ball, I think they're not going to like the results quite a bit. So I'm all in on a James Conner resurgence this year. Um, Very steady Eddie play, very steady RB2, potentially high-end RB2, and getting him at that RB25 value is what's going to shape your team into a championship team.
1: Yeah, uh, I do like James Conner this year. I think Conner's gonna be a very nice play Um, if you're a rebuilder, I would also look to add Keontae Ingram, Uh big Keontae Ingram guy. Uh, that's the rebuilder piece because this team next year, I doubt they'll be splashing around in the running back free agent market and they're clearly tanking. So James Conner could even be the kind of guy who's on the move at the trade deadline if he's healthy and maybe a contender loses a running back. But I, I do not, I do not hate that. Um, it's, it's a contenders play for sure. Um, and as far as Jameer Gibbs, leave Jameer Gibbs alone, but, uh, I do want to bring on my next guest. This is another dynasty Warzone guy. This is my guy, Jesse Schneeman. Now Jesse does a lot of different stuff for us at the dynasty, you know, Warzone channel. He hosts the dynasty war games. It's a game themed podcast. It drops on Mondays and he hosts that with his buddies, Chad and Austin. But let's hear Jesse's, guys. I know who it is, and uh, I agree.
3: What up, Dynasty players in the house? This is the host of Dynasty War Games, Jesse Schneeman, and I am here to tell you who the who the Dynasty MVP for this year is. And it's none other than Garrett Wilson. So as most of you who listen to me know, I am absolutely in love with Garrett Wilson. I thought that an average quarterback upgrade or a qu- quarterback upgrade to league average like Derek Carr would have made him a uh, wide receiver one this year. However, he got an extreme quarterback upgrade. We've got Aaron Rodgers going on a shove it up Brian Gutekunst his butt fire tour. And I I, I really would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers won the MVP this year, bringing, bringing along last year's Offensive Rookie of the Year with him. Garrett Wilson looks amazing so far this year. Uh, Listen to the young man on Hard Knocks. He sounds dedicated. He sounds smart. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is into him. The connection is real. Guys, by this time next year, we're going to be talking about the big three dynasty wide receivers, not the big two. It's going to be J. Jeff. It's going to be Jamar Chase. And it's going to be Garrett Wilson. You heard it here first. Maybe not first, but you heard it here for real. Garrett Wilson is your dynasty MVP for 2023.
1: Well, th- this is definitely one of my guys, and we're going to hear a contrary opinion later in the show. Uh, but I-, I wanted to make Garrett Wilson my guy. He was just such a stud coming out of Ohio State, and I keep looking at these little like picky Annie, nitpicky things that people are wanting to say about him and and Aaron Rodgers. Don't outthink the room, gang. Do not outthink the room. We have seen Aaron Rodgers. For the length of his career, he has peppered his number one target. Greg Jennings, peppered. Jordy Nelson, peppered. Devontae Adams, peppered. Don't be confused. Alan Lazard, nice number two piece. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball, what, five, 150, 600 times this year? I mean, as much as I would love it to go all to, to Garrett Wilson, it's not. So he's going to get his 150, 160 targets. This is going to be such an improved offense, and this thing is only going to get better as the season goes on. I love this call. You're, you're going to hear this name a lot. He's very polarizing. And on Saturday evening, I was trading some, again, you can be nice on Twitter. You can have back and forth with people and a uh, player profiler zone. He does the decision point with Mr. Matthew Kelly. And it's Anand Nanduri. And Anand, you know, was posted a video of the preseason touchdown catch between Wilson and Rodgers. And I was like, the guy most likely to break into that big three with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And and, and if you know Anand at all, he's a huge Bears fan, and he's a huge Ohio State Buckeye fan. And he even he was like, whoa. He's like, that's big shoes. And I'm like, he's got it. I, I'm telling you, get in on Garrett Wilson. You're, you're going to wish that you had sooner because you're never going to get another opportunity. And if you read between the lines – Mr. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be there at least this year and next year. So, um I could argue that who's Justin Jefferson's quarterback next year? Are they going to extend Kirk Cousins? Are they going to bring in a rookie? What are they going to do? I I'm not saying that you should move Garrett Wilson ahead of ahead of Justin Jefferson. I'm just saying that anyone who's, you know, picking nits at Garrett Wilson for his quarterback should turn around and look at Justin Jefferson because, you know, he's got Kirk for now. But anyway, Let's get on to the next guy, and I mentioned the show The Juice. Now, this was my original co-host of a show that was like The Juice. Now, this is Dr. Kyle Bowser. Dr. Kyle is a doctor of physical therapy, and he works in New York City. Um, He's worked with several professional athletes. I can't name the football players. He's always swore me to secrecy, but he has worked with major leaguers, like former major leaguer, and he pitched for Italy in the World Cup of Baseball last year, Matt Harvey. The Doc works with big-name people. He's worked with NFL players that you know. And this guy's a stud, and he's going to be doing injury content for us this season for the Dynasty Warzone. So when those inevitable injuries happen, and they're going to happen, they, that's what injuries do. They happen. When they happen, I'm going to have Doc come on. He's going to give us five, ten minutes. We're going to tell you the Dynasty impact. And it's so awesome to not have not only a content creator like this on our team, but a friend. And, and Dr. Kyle is the man. And uh, I wanna hear about his guys for this year.
7: My guy for this year, Daniel Jones. Already bought him in two, two dynasty leagues. I made moves for him. I'll probably have him in half of my redraft leagues. I don't see a guy uh, more likely to finish top seven. In points per game as a quarterback, that's being drafted as late as he is. Uh, if his if he, he throws any more passing touchdowns this year, I love what they've done to add with uh, Darren Waller, healthier receiving poor, bringing in Jalen Hyatt. I just think the Giants can take a huge step forward. Hate to say, I sorta, of. um, but very high on Daniel Jones. It was also high on McLaurin. the uh, The toe injury there is a is a little annoying, but you know, as of a couple of weeks ago, he was like maybe the 10th or 12th highest Vegas receiving yardage total prop. Um, so my man, run TMC, always a bit underrated coming off of three straight thousand yard seasons. Uh, I still like him as the lead dog in Washington, even though a lot of people think Dawson will take a step forward. Um, so DJ and McLaurin are my guys. Um, if I were to fade somebody, off the top of my head, I think I might be fading Jacobs. Uh, I know he finally got paid, but... I just don't know if there's uh, he's, he's going to go up in ADP now, um, given that he's a lot to show up week one. But who knows what's to happen with the, the Raiders halfway through the season. I don't know if they're going to lean on him as a you know 20, 22 touch per game running back again and, and have the efficiency he had last year. So if there's a guy I'm fading in those first, uh, he's probably going to be. Yeah, an early second-round guy by the, uh, by the end of the week if he's not already. Um, so wheels up for DJ McLaurin, wheels down for Jacobs.
1: I definitely agree with DJ. You guys should be on Player Profiler, and you should be following Player Profiler on Twitter. My redraft, yep, that's right, your dynasty buddy Memphis did some redraft league winners at ADP this past week. My QB was Daniel Jones. I don't get it. Don't talk a lot of redraft on the dynasty Warzone, but I don't get it. He's going as QB 17. I used to work with a guy who always said this, and I've had this to my lexicon and it's helped me understand, help me understand how last year's QB eight is going as the QB 17 and redraft this year. Cause I, I don't get it. I, I I get that. I don't get it, but I don't get it. If I ask you just, you know, if you want to win a bar bet, if you're in a bar and you especially the East coast guys, NFC East fans, you know, if you're in a bar and you look at, you know, a friendly wager, Hey, I'll bet you a beer or a drink, whatever, you know, your drink of choices. Hey, I bet you can't guess how many yards separated Daniel Jones and Jalen hurts last year. Cause I did this earlier to a friend of mine and, and, you know, he, I think he guessed 400 guys. It's under hundred. It's like 62 yards. That's not a joke. Daniel Jones ran for 702 yards last year, and I believe Jalen Hurts was 762. Now, Hurts did miss some games, but you see the larger point. you got a quarterback who rushed for 700. They have added to the offense, and, and he could add to his 15 touchdowns. Absolutely love DJ. He is going to be a dynasty MVP in those Superflex leagues. I do love Scary Terry, a big fan. Sam Howell not looking too bad, and uh, I've heard a lot of good things about him from non-Dynasty gamers, so definitely got my eye on Mr. Sam Howell and by proxy Terry McLaren. I'm a little worried about Jahan Dotson, if I'm going to be honest. By the way, tight end sleeper, and this is an MVPs and a bus show, but tight end sleeper that you want to go get, Cole Turner, four catches in the preseason game this past weekend, and he's he's been targeted a lot. And I'm not saying Cole Turner is the next Travis Kelsey. That's not what I said. But we all know that the offensive coordinator came over from Kansas City. You know, who was the primary target? Who do they build the offense around? You know, Andy Reid used, you know, every tight end he's ever had. And, and, and I fully expect the same thing with the Washington football team commandos, redskins whatever the hell. So, so Cole Turner little side note, check him out. So there you go. That was my buddies um the, all these guys are my buddies. Um but those were my that was my gang, our crew over at the Dynasty War zone, you know, Kyle. Um oh, speaking of Kyle's, where are my manners? I would be remiss if I didn't get my buddy the other Kyle
5: What's up, guys? This is Kyle from the Fantasy Football Fellas and Waiver Wire Sniping. My dynasty MVP for 2023 is going to be Deshaun Watson. Uh, he did not look great last year in abbreviated season after sitting out a year, but I do think an entire full offseason and the weapons that they have in Cleveland could, could get Watson back to not only fantasy relevance, but what we saw the three previous seasons in Houston, which he was a top-five quarterback each of those years. He doesn't have the ultimate rushing upside like a Justin Fields or Anthony Richardson – but the rushing is definitely there, and that's a huge value of the quarterback position. We all know that. So not only will I think Watson will have a positive impact on the players around him, like Nick Chubb and Mark Cooper and Elijah, and Elijah Moore, but I think Watson himself can be a top-five quarterback once again in fantasy football. And this is a guy we have been waiting on, and you probably acquired cheap if you did any startups or any trades to acquire him over the last couple of seasons. I think the payoff's now. So for 2023, my MVP is going to be Deshaun Watson.
1: Well, I feel terrible. We, we, we jokingly call him in our group chat, the other Kyle. We have Dr. Kyle. We have Kyle. Kyle hosts the Fantasy Football Smackdown and the F- Fantasy Football Fellas, and he's going to be doing a show for us in season called Waiver Wire Sniping. You'll see that on our YouTube channel. What that is is that's looking at the Waiver Wire about 13 days ahead. It's a great show. If you want someone to do the work for you, tell you, hey, uh, in week six, it's week five, but in week six, you want to look, to add these guys in week five. He tries to get you ahead of the waiver wire. And and that's Kyle August at Kyle month eight on Twitter. And I agree. Uh, Deshaun Watson knocking the rust off. We've seen it in the preseason. Looks pretty sharp. And look at the weapons. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I've not even seen a ton of Cedric Tillman yet. Like Cedric Tillman, not even seen a ton ton of him yet. And David Njoku caught a touchdown. In the preseason game finale on Saturday night, add in Nick Chubb. They traded for a running back from New England. Uh I, I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember if it was Pierre Strong or, or Kevin Harris. I think it was Kevin Harris, but it doesn't really matter for the sake of this conversation. I believe they're all in in Cleveland. They got to keep up with Baltimore. They got to keep up with Cincinnati and, and don't sleep on Pittsburgh gang. I'm telling you, Pittsburgh's offense looks good now. They were playing second teamers on Friday night, and they were playing their first team offense, so don't get too caught up with it, but that was my crew. That was Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown slash Fantasy Football Fellas, as well as waiver Wire Sniping. Dr. Kyle, our injury expert, Jesse from the Dynasty War Games, and then for you rookie lovers, that was my man, Dallas. Now, the player profiler audience, you definitely know this next group of characters. Now, all these guys do a ton of stuff here for us at Player Profiler. Uh, Very blessed. You know, people ask years ago, hey, when's the Dynasty Warzone going to do something bigger? Hey, when are you guys going to join a network? You know, there's, I won't name names, but there's other networks that had reached out. But this group of gentlemen have really made being at Player Profiler special. Each and every one of these guys is awesome. They put out great content of their own, but this is what makes Player Profiler the place to be. First guy up, uh, he's going to be the villain of this first half of the show. His name is Seth Dewald, and he is one of the hosts of the Dynasty Roundtable, along with the aforementioned Matt Babich. And he is the guru behind our YouTube, all of the shows, everything that you see here on our YouTube channel at Player Profiler. Matt has, excuse me, Seth has a large hand in it and he's a great dude. I did their show a couple weeks ago. You'll definitely see him and his co-host Matt here. Let's check out Seth's guy or guys for 2023.
8: What is going on everybody? Seth Dewald from the Dynasty Roundtable. Here on the Dynasty Warzone to give you my Dynasty MVP for 2023, my Dynasty bust for 2023. So here we go. The Dynasty MVP is obvious. I don't know how people are debating me. People like Matt Babbage are saying crazy things like, we don't want David Montgomery, get Di- David Montgomery out of here. We don't like him at all. He, we don't even want to see him in our peripheral. But David Montgomery is a player that you must buy. You must get him on your roster right now if you need a running back and you're a win-now team. He's a must-buy. He's so cheap because people perceive him as being an old running back. He's 26 years old, people. He's going to be running behind a top-five offensive line. He's going to be Jamal Williams 2.0. If The Lions offense can produce 17 touchdowns, for a dusty old Jamal Williams, how many of you do you think David Montgomery's going to rush for? Like 23? I don't know. It's, the ceiling is the roof for this guy, and I get it. They drafted Jameer Gibbs at pick 12. I understand that. Okay, I get it. I I got it. Okay. People keep saying this, like I don't know. I I, I understand. I I understand. The problem is that with that take is that these players are going to be used on the same on the field at the same time. Jameer Gibbs is going to be used as a pass catcher, and he should be because he's a really good pass catcher, but who's going to protect Goff, an immobile quarterback, and pass protection? It's going to be David Montgomery. David Montgomery is going to be on the field in those critical downs. He's going to be on the field in the red zone. Who do you think is going to get those touches in between the ten, in, inside the 10, inside the 5? It's going to be David Montgomery. He's going to rush for double-digit touchdowns. He can also catch passes. David Montgomery can do it all on an offense that's gonna score a ton of points, it being a ton of shootouts in the NFC North. I don't know what's wrong with people. Go get David Montgomery now in Dynasty. He's a clear Dynasty MVP. My Dynasty bust, all right? It's not because I don't like him, okay? I like this guy just fine, but it's Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is being overvalued. He's being valued ahead of CeeDee Lamb in some places ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown, ahead of Chris Olave. And it's it's a mistake because he's playing with Aaron Rodgers, who's turning 40 years old. There's no guarantee that Aaron Rodgers is going to be any good, first of all, because he showed real signs of slipping last year. And I know some people say, oh, it's because he's dealing with a broken thumb. But it's funny how there's always an excuse for Aaron Rodgers, seemingly, in the playoffs, his performance, whatever. He's always got some kind of excuse. I'm sick of it. Aaron Rodgers is not very good anymore. And he plays slow. Look at his pace of play. And then he brought the Green Bay Dust Bunnies with him, Alan Lazard and and Randall Cobb. And, And what do old people who prefer rocking chairs and watching Jeopardy in the afternoon, what do they like? They like comfort. They like things that they're familiar with. And what's familiar? What's more familiar to Aaron Rodgers than Randall Cobb and Alan Lazar. It might be boring, but it's what old people like Aaron Rodgers like. They like those things. So who do you think he's going to throw the ball to in critical situations? It's who he's comfortable with. This is going to limit the opportunities of Garrett Wilson enough to make to push him down the dynasty ranks last year. I'm not going to say the bottom's going to fall out of Garrett Wilson because he's too talented. It's just that he shouldn't be ranked ahead of Chris Olave, Amon Ross St. Brown, and surely not head of cd lamb i mean what are we doing so those are my dynasty and that's my dynasty mvp my dynasty bust for 2023. thank you so much for watching don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel watch the dynasty war zone wherever they go and we'll catch you next time seth Dwald out
1: my man seth Dwald was on one um th- that was your anti garrett wilson take you-, you knew it was coming uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you're reading the chats, you know Harry Snowman. First of all, shout out Harry, one of the most loyal supporters of Player Profiler and everything we do. Such a, such a great guy. But but he called it before Seth even got it out. He said it was going to be Rogers. He was close. It's going to be Garrett Wilson. Uh, I've said enough about Garrett Wilson. Clearly, I, uh, my buddy Jesse from the Dynasty War Games. Clearly, we disagree. Um, I, I see big things for him. Uh, as far as David Montgomery, I get it. Um, this is the one thing that when you think of MVP, think about value. You know, those of us that have built dynasty rosters around guys like you know the past couple of years because it's it's dynasty. You know, you build it around guys like Javante Williams. You've got Brees Hall, and and these are the kind of running backs that when a young guy gets hurt you'll want to add. So I, I don't want people thinking that, you know, Seth and then my boy Dallas earlier mentioned James Conner that, Hey, this is dynasty. It's not redraft, but everybody runs out of running backs. It, it feels like it's inevitable, especially if you play in leagues like, like I play in, you know, a lot of our patron leagues, it's, it's start 10, it's start 10. You got to start two quarter well, it's super flex. So one QB and a super flex one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, and then five flexes. That's a lot. And if one of your primary guys goes down, you wind up in a really, really bad spot. And I'm going to jump on to the next one. And it's it's none other than Jason Allwine. Now, Jason is the host of Wake and Take, and he might be the most prolific content creator out here. This guy does the show every day rocks a turtleneck like none other. And when I put the bat signal out in the player profiler chat, I put the bat signal out. The first one, the first one to come running to do a video for me was Jason. I really appreciate his support. He's been a great teammate here at player profiler and all the really cool little thumbnails that we do on the YouTube. If you haven't checked out the, even if you're not a YouTube person, quote unquote, go to player profiler. Look at the job that that Jason and the gang do from an artistic standpoint with our thumbnails. We, again, can't say enough things about the player profiler support team, but this guy creates kick-ass content. Let's hear him.
9: What is up, Dynasty Warzone? It's Jason from Wake and Take and Trade Gods. Randall has asked for a Dynasty MVP and a Dynasty bust. And in honor of the Warzone, I've decided to bring the fire. My Dynasty MVP for this season is going to be Falcons tight end, Kyle Pitts. I think those teams that decided to hold on to him or decided to go out and pay the price for him will be glad when he finishes as the tight end one overall in redraft and vaults right back up to tight end one overall in Dynasty as well. My Dynasty bust, he's not necessarily a bust, I don't think, but I still think he'll have a good season, but I don't think that he deserves the value he's at right now, and that is Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown. One of my favorite moves to be making this offseason is to take A.J. Brown and go get Devontae Smith and an extra cherry on top because sometimes that cherry can be huge and I really think that these two players are basically going to be neck and neck every single year and Devontae is going to offer a much better floor with a similar ceiling even if he isn't as athletic, as much of a beast as A.J. Brown. In terms of fantasy football, I think that they can produce the same and the dynasty teams that have been able to offload A.J. Brown at the top of his market will be happy they've done so enjoy the rest of the show i hope to see you guys on wake and take and trade gods next week bye
1: it's a good dude right there man that's my boy jason and uh, i'll tell you this i don't know that i want to play poker with jason because either he's dead serious about that kyle pitts take or he's bluffing and i don't know that i'm ready to call his bluff he is he is firmly bought back into the kyle pitts hype I don't know. I, I, I'm going to uh to, to let that one go. But who I'm not gonna let go is his co-host on Trade Gods. Now, this is my buddy Maddie Kiwoom. Maddie and I have done many podcasts. You've already heard him on here once before. Now I, I've got to be cautious. I've got to be trepidatious. The last time that I had Maddie on the show, the power in Indianapolis was sucked out of, sucked out of my computer and I went black. I hope that doesn't happen again. Let's hear from Jason's co-host on Trade Gods, Maddie Kiwoom.
0: What's going on Dynasty Warzone? It's Maddie Kiwoom here. Just getting back from the zoo with the fam. When I was there, I realized every time you go to the zoo, the chimps are always out. They're always causing a ruckus. They're always having some fun out there. They're truly the MVPs of the attractions at the zoo. So that got me thinking, who is my fantasy MVP? That's got to be D.J. Moore, wide receiver from the Chicago Bears. My man has always been a producer in the NFL. He has three seasons of 1,100 or more receiving guards, and he's played with complete bums at quarterback. We're talking about a washed Cam Newton, Sam Donald, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen, Tim Allen, doesn't matter. Even the tool man couldn't get him going. And last year with Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald as his quarterback, he proved to be an absolute alpha where he had a 48% air yard share and had a dominator rating that was in the top five amongst qualified wide receivers. And on top of that, he had some of the most unrealized air yards in the NFL, 820. And now he's going to be playing with the most talented thrower of the football that he has ever played with in Justin Fields. The match is going to be one that they call made in heaven. DJ Moore, Justin Fields. And that's why when DJ Moore is getting taken right around wide receiver 20, i love that top 12 upside that's why dj moore is my mvp and not to mention i'm at so let's just go back to the zoo so i'm at the zoo i'm walking around and i also notice the lions the lions are always laying down and they're always laying down behind a rock yeah lions are cool lions are badass in nature but at the zoo i ain't gonna lie the big cats are a bit of a bust when you're trying to go around and see the animals do their thing at the zoo And my bust this year for fantasy football is going to be Josh Jacobs. You have to use a top 30 pick. So you got to take him in the early part of round three to get the running back. He has been the consistency. He's been the beacon of consistency throughout his career. And last year, he was an absolute beast. One of the best running backs in fantasy. But he had over 370 touches, which has been a bit of a kiss of death for the following season when it comes to these running backs. He held out all preseason, so he didn't get his normal workout routine in. He didn't get his normal reps in. He's going to be showing up to camp right before the season kicks off. The offense is probably going to be a bit worse than it was last year. Vegas is just... I don't know if they're really going to fire at all cylinders with Jimmy G at the helm. Plus, you look at that AFC West. The Broncos have a pretty good D. Even the Chiefs have a pretty good D. Chargers, too, at that. I don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to return value where you have to take him right around pick 27. So he is my bust for the 2023 season.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, we'll start with the bust. We'll go in in reverse order. So this is twice we've heard Josh Jacobs on there. And, yeah, I look like on Twitter today, he's changing numbers from 28 to just eight. Maybe that's a thing. Uh, I wish he got the long, the long-term call, but you know, that, that, that money um, at least he's playing for another, a franchise tag. So maybe it works out the best for him. I just know that when really smart people, you start hearing things multiple times from multiple people that you respect. You, you got to make sure that, that you take that seriously. So Um, Maddie was out now. Maddie was setting me up. You know, he, he went around his elbow to get to his wrist and I thought he was setting me up for like a lion's take. I thought he was going to come with like Jameer Gibbs and then Theo would have to fire him or he was going to come with a Jared Goff take and I was going to have to fight him. I'm glad he didn't go lions. Um, by the way, if you want to watch a, you know, you guys know, I love my movie sound bites and little sounders that I add. I'll have a special one at the end of the show, by the way. So, so stick around to the very, very, very end. And uh, I'll have something special for you at the end, but uh, pool hall junkies, pool hall junkies, Christopher Walken, the lion speech, just search Christopher Walken lion pool hall junkies. You will be absolutely thrilled with this. It's one of my favorite bits. As far as DJ Moore, um, I'm one of the OG DJ Moore hive members, I, I guess you'd call me. And, and and I think we're looking at the more of the same. I think we're looking at more seventy five catches, eleven hundred ish yards, and six touchdowns, and that's totally cool, totally totally cool with uh, with with DJ Moore there. But I don't think he's going to get to the point to where he's an MVP because to be an MVP, he'd have to be in that you know that that tier up. But maybe if Maddie's insinuating that he's a guy that can outperform what you paid for him. Then, then you could actually get a lot of uh, a lot of MVP type qualities because value. The key word in MVP is value, most valuable. And in order for someone to be valuable, they have to exceed expectations. So if DJ Moore does that, Maddie will have 100% nailed that. Now, this next guest is a player profiler guy, similar to how Jerry and I are player profiler guys and that is Alan Sezlowski. Now, Alan is the moderator of the Sonic Truth. Now, Alan took the assignment, and I don't want to say he made the rest of the guys look bad, but Alan really put some production in this. If you're listening to this in audio, you go to about the 55-ish minute mark, and you watch the quality of video. Alan is a real one for this, and I like what he has to say. Let's, Let's check out Alan.
6: 2023 fantasy football dynasty MVP and dynasty bust. I'm Alan Zazlowski of rotowire.com. My 2023 fantasy MVP is going to be Christian Watson, the wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers. Christian Watson will never be cheaper than he is right now. I'm not even sure why he's not considered in the same tier as Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Last year, Christian Watson already broke out. We don't have to project him to take that next leap from week 10 to 18 he was the wide receiver nine that's a top 10 wide receiver i expect him to click with jordan love just like he did in week 12 last year where he caught four passes for 110 yards and a touchdown go get christian watson right now it doesn't matter what you have to pay it's going to be more expensive next year my dynasty bust is going to be Brees hall i'm a jets fan i love Brees hall but Brees hall is coming back from a week 7 acl tear running backs have about a 10-month return to play which does put them at week one but about 18 months until they get back to normal the Jets signed Dalvin Cook everyone presumes it's a one-year thing what if the Jets make the playoffs and move along and Dalvin Cook is a part of that success there's a chance that they re-sign him, and Brees Hall is now in a full-on timeshare. I like Brees Hall. I think he could be a good player, but relative to where he's being drafted, relative to what his cost is in the trade market, he will be a
1: bust in 2023. Uh, I'm laughing my ass off at Harry in the in the chat. Says he's not sure how he feels about the subtitles. Look, man, Allen crushed the assignment. I, I am. I'm more bullish on most than than Brees Hall, and and the reason why I am more bullish on him is that I think Dalvin Cook, who a is not necessarily cleared for practice yet himself, he had shoulder surgery in the off season. I want I'm going to use a podfather term, uh, meat shield is is the term the podfather invented a few years ago. I want Dalvin Cook to be the seven million dollar no guaranteed money meat shield. For Brees Hall, I want Brees Hall to come off on a slow start. I want him to on ramp weeks one through six, seven, and then I want him to take over as we're getting into the fantasy playoffs. As it relates to Mister Christian Watson, I'm torn. I want to believe that Jaden Reed is the guy, but you know, uh, if you live or spend any time with teenagers, like I have a teenage son, you know, they like to throw around the word "him." And, you know, Christian Watson in the offense in Green Bay is looking like him. I mean, every time I turn on a Green Bay and I know it's preseason against vanilla defenses, they're not scheming, but dear God, does it look like, you know, Christian Watson is just on fire. So I like that take. I think that's the value you're going to get as a dynasty gamer. You're going to be able to add that value to the, to the price you pay now. And his value is only going to go up. So Alan, love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, he's a player profiler guy by Ray, by way of Roto wire and Alan, you're a real one. And one of his co-hosts on the Sonic truth dynasty podcast is Theo Griminger. Now, Theo is the director of content podcast. Theo's our boss is, is, is a fancy way to say this. Like all the stuff that you see, you know, me doing the juice, the dynasty war zone being here, it's all Theo's fault, good or bad. It's because of Theo. And Theo also, much like some of the other guys, you know, Maddie was at the zoo, Dr. Kyle, you know, he he was out with the fam today. You know, Theo ducked out behind the house, and he gave us some MVPs and busts as well. Let's check out Theo.
10: What's going on, this Theo Greminger, Randy, Jerry, congrats to all your success this summer. Dynasty Warzone is absolutely killing it. And I'm going to tell you another player who's going to kill it, and that's Chris Alave. Chris Alave is going to be the Dynasty MVP this season. Last year in rookie drafts, he fell to a point where teams that were on the cusp were able to draft him. Not the worst teams in the league, but the teams right there in the middle. Alave's the guy that's going to push a lot of these teams to fantasy championships. I think he finishes as a top eight wide receiver this season. We've seen Derek Carr support big-time players the last four seasons. Devontae Adams last year, Hunter Renfro the year before, Darren Waller back-to-back seasons before that. Carr has carried a guy to, you know, Towards the top of his positional rankings in PPR for four straight seasons, he's going to make it five with Alave. Alave's trade value is going to go up and up and up all season. I think he's going to have a tremendous year. And sorry about this one, Randy, but the least valuable player in Dynasty this year is going to be Najee Harris. Najee Harris is going to be a guy that fantasy managers are going to wish that they would have maybe got out of when he was red hot and his value. I think that Jalen Warren is going to cut into his role a little bit more than last year. I think Najee Harris getting back to a PPR nightmare, catching the ball, I think those days are kind of over. I think he could get up to like 45 to 50 receptions, but I think that it's that's probably unlikely. I think it's going to be more like last season in terms of the reception totals, and I think that the rushing total might go down. I think Najee Harris finishes somewhere like RB22, and I think Jalen Warren finishes inside of the top 36. I think he is a running back three, and I think it's more of a committee. There you go, guys. Have an awesome season to everybody who watches The War Zone. These guys are going to keep killing it all season long, and uh, this is one of my favorite shows to watch every single week.
1: Well, if he goes against Najee, I guess I just have to put in our two weeks' notice. I'm just kidding. I, I love Theo. Theo is one of my best friends in the industry and one of the smartest guys around. We're we're going to have to agree to disagree on, on Najee. I'll tell you what concerns me more for Najee than anything else. If I had to pick one, it's Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett absolutely pushes the ball down the field. He has like a Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence-ish aspect to his game. And I'm not saying that he's going to be the next Trevor Lawrence or, or Patrick Mahomes. What I'm saying is, is that those guys don't check down a ton to the running back. As a matter of fact, they check down some of the lowest by percentage to the running back in the league. And, and the more that I see Kenny Pickett play the game of football, the more you see he, him trusting himself. And he's pushing the ball to Friermuth. He's pushing the ball to, to Pickens. He's pushing it to Deontay Johnson. And he's not afraid to go down. The field with the football. So if the checkdowns aren't there, it, it could be uh, tough sledding. And then Chris Olave. I love Chris Olave. I disagree slightly on Chris Olave. Uh, for me, it's a volume thing. Uh, a while back, I jumped on the mind of Mansion with the pod father, and he was asking me, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave? And for me, obviously, Garrett Wilson, although I think I like Chris Olave, the receiver, better, just don't love the situation. I think New Orleans will want to play slow, especially without Alvin Kamara there the first three games. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, guys. The defense is good, the division is bad, slower pace of play, not as many shootouts when you're playing the Tampas, the the Carolinas, the Falcons. Maybe the Falcons can give him a shootout. I just don't think we're going to have the shootouts. So he may not have like the high-end target volume that some of these other guys we've talked about have. And that guy that I mentioned, you know, I did the mind of Mansion. Well, Mansion is half of the Twitter handle for at Fantasy underscore Mansion. He's the pod father. They say that you save the best for last. Well, it's close.
4: Memphis, Theo wants my Dynasty MVP for this year, as well as my big Dynasty bust. And I don't know why he's asking me to do this because it's obvious. And I think I've said it uh, several times. Across every station, platform, channel on this network. I'll say it again. If I have to say it again, I'll say it again for the 99th time. I'll say it. The best buy in Dynasty, the MVP, is Rashad White. No doubt. All purpose back. He's got everything you're looking for. He already broke out 50 catches last year, relegated Leonard Fournette. What am I missing? Why was this not reported on? It was so weird. Right, just ignore this guy who was awesome. Whoa, yards per carry. He wasn't creating enough yards on his own. He actually was brought down to the backfield. All the good offensive linemen in Tampa got hurt, and the bad ones were healthy, like Donovan Smith. He was set up to fail, and yet he didn't. He was great, and yet we're not excited? This is a a young running back, pre-Apex, with an all-purpose skill set and size. He's going to be a top-five running back in Dynasty. That's your MVP. And the bust is Quinton Johnston. No doubt about it. You might say, well, you know, he, he could struggle. Yeah, he's raw. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams struggled for two years. And these guys, are first-round picks, they lock in their value. You can retain the value. It's a great investment to Quinton Johnson. First-round pick, first-round pick. Herbert, Herbert, first-round pick, first-round pick. Well, first-round picks last time I checked are no guarantee to break out. Just ask Nikhil Harry. Okay, How, how did his dynasty, how did that dynasty value get retained? year over year for Nikhil Harry and something very similar about to happen with Quinton Johnson, because he has a, a very limited route tree and he also can't squeeze the football deep. So he doesn't have a lot of value for football teams. And eventually the Chargers are going to figure out there's really not a lot there, but I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm certain there's going to be some football team in Canada. That's going to find a, a, a role for him. Look out for the next CFL MVP, Quinton Johnston.
1: Nobody does it like the Pod Father. Nobody. Just, just production. The whole nine yards. L- love Matt. Um, and speaking of the juice, the gambling podcast I'm going to be doing here, starting this week. If I were to have given you odds, like Vegas odds of like who Matt's bust was, I probably would have laid like minus 400, maybe 500. That his bust was going to be Quinton Johnston. And then Rashad white, you know, they say you're known by the company you keep or like the influence of like the five people closest to you. And like all of my startups that I've done since our time here at player profiler and all of the, the, the drafts that I've done, like the Scott Fishbowl, I've got Rashad white, Rashad white, Rashad white, Rashad white. Now, some of that's from my own research, whether it's the Baker Mayfield stat that, you know, he checks down more by percentage than any other quarterback in the league. Uh, a lot of things like that, but you know, I'm a big Rashad White guy couldn't agree more. And then the Quentin Johnson take was just, just hilarious. The other day, um, someone was like, and, and this was pre trade Lance being traded to the Dallas Cowboys. They were like, where should he get traded to? And I was like the XFL Houston roughnecks. Well, if he makes it to the roughnecks, maybe Quentin Johnston can be his, uh, his wide receiver one. And I'll tell you who's number one, Matt may be the best but this is my best buddy. This is my co-host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. You did not think I was going to do a dynasty MVPs and a dynasty bus show without my boy. Um, great way to give him some extra time with his family. You know, he, he works a lot and I was like, dude, we got 10 of our friends jumping on to do the show with us. Send me a clip, enjoy the evening and let's hear Jerry.
11: Ladies a gentleman the man of the hour and the man with the power i don't make it sound nearly as good as randy does but he called me and he said jerry you can have the day off because i know you are a slacker and i know you would appreciate that but what i need is at least a couple minutes of you telling me who is going to be your dynasty mvp and who is going to be the biggest bust in 2023 the mvp is pretty easy for me it's Najee harris I don't I don't know how many people have listened to this podcast and not heard me say that dude's name a ton of times this off season 1600 yards as a rookie, 1300 yards as a sophomore, 10 touchdowns in both seasons. His competition is Jalen Warren and I know some of y'all like to prop up nonsense, paint it pink and call it Barbie. It's not. I mean, the dude has 600 yards last year and he had one touchdown. That seems like a whole hell of a lot of nothing to me. That's a compliment um, to Najee Harris. Najee's never even missed a game. So he's got minimal competition. He plays every game. And he's been productive every single year he's been in the league. What am I missing? I, it, it, and, and he keeps falling down draft boards. This is like what Josh Jacobs was before last year. I, I know once he's not the new hotness. Because he was the one and everybody loved him. And now it's been a couple years and that... that shine has been dulling out but absolutely good value absolutely love Najee harris that's gonna be my dog i'm gonna have him everywhere in my redraft leagues everywhere in dynasty because i like winning and 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 avoiding that guy's dumb now granted this is my mo to sort of pivot trying to zig when everybody's zagging on running backs people don't like Najee. he's easily mvp caliber for me as far as the bus Calvin Ridley, man, like what? This man has done one thing in his entire career as a dynasty asset and we're just, we're gonna keep promoting him up and we're gonna keep propping him up. The, the one 1,300 yard season like three years ago, we got a new a new quarterback, a new system, plus he missed all, that, all of last year because he gambled, which you know, whatever that's, that is what it is. I, this guy has perpetually been an 800 yard receiver. He gets touchdowns, which is nice. And that's sort of propped him up into a wide receiver too, but that's it. And now he's coming into a system that has Travis Etienne, who had thirteen, fourteen hundred 1400 yards last year. You got Christian Kirk who's been more productive in the last two years than outside of the 1,300-yard season Calvin Ridley has ever been. I mean, he had 1,100 last year. He had almost 1,000 yards the year before. Christian Kirk's just been better, and he's got that rapport with Trevor Lawrence, and Evan Ingram is still there. I mean, this guy has a lot of mouths to feed there, and Calvin Ridley's just going to come in out of nowhere and help that out. I think it's a great move for the Jacksonville Jaguars, just where he is going in draft and what his trade value is. Ew. No thank you. I'm good on Calvin Ridley. Y'all take it easy. Go win some money.
1: There he is, that sweetheart, Jerry, the man of the hour, the man with the power too sweet to be sour. Jerry is enjoying a much-deserved, he's not a slacker, he deserves this evening off. And I'm glad that he did. Um, we, we've we've talked enough Najee. But just remember, gang, if, if I was going to write down three names because I heard them so many times that I do extra, extra research on, it would be Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Garrett Wilson. We, we've heard those names a lot tonight. Um, I can't thank these guys enough, but you didn't think I was going to do a Dynasty MVPs and a Dynasty bus show on my podcast network via the player profiler YouTube network and not give you my dynasty MVP. Uh-uh, ain't going to happen. My guy, C.D. Lamb. Why is it C.D. Lamb? One, because everybody else did Garrett Wilson, so I had to pivot to my, my next guy. I think this time next year, we're going to be looking at a big four, the four horsemen of the wide receiver world. It's going to be Justin Jefferson. It's going to be Jamar Chase. You know I think it's going to be Garrett Wilson, and it's going to be C. D lamb. love this guy coming off of 156 targets, 107 catches and nine touchdowns gang. I think there's room for more. Maybe the better maybe the best supporting cast of his career. He's got a healthier than you've been told Michael Gallup, a guy you may want to go get. You heard me talk about Chris Godwin. love Chris Godwin. and why do I like Chris Godwin? He's another year removed from the ACL. Hello. So is Michael Gallup. Now, is he ever going to be, you know, like T Higgins to CD Lamb's Jamar Chase? No. But is he going to be a guy in some of those deeper leagues we could use? Yes. But CD Lamb, he's there. He's got the veteran presence in Brandon Cooks. And there is no tight end. So there's still plenty of targets to go around. Don't know if it's going to be Jake Turd Ferguson. I, I, I don't know. Uh, whoever's going to be, probably be usable. But my guy, my M.V. P of the 2023 dynasty season, the guy that you're going to wish you had more of this time next year, it is C.D. Lamb. Now, again, he's already, like most people's, wide receiver three, He but he's not in that tier. He's moving, he's he's called the moving trucks, he's got them outside his front door, they've got his ship packed, and they're moving to the tier, they're moving to the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and uh, Garrett Wilson neighborhood. So, gang, I am going to wrap this up. You may be thinking to yourself, "Hey, where's Memphis's busts? I actually have two busts, and I'm going to do those in the overtime. That's right, Dynasty Warzone overtime. You can find that later in the week on the Player Profiler YouTube channel, or I'll make it an audio part of our Patreon podcast this week at player. Excuse me, at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So that's the show, a little bit longer than normal." But I cannot thank everybody enough. I cannot thank Kyle. That's Kyle August. Kyle, you got top billing. Dr. Kyle, Jesse, and Dallas from the Dynasty Warzone crew. And then the player profiler family, the guys that have supported us since the day we walked in the door. You know, that's Seth, that's Jason, Maddie Kiewum, Alan Szlowski by way of Rotor Wire. We'll give Rotor Wire one more plug. And then, of course, Alan. Uh, his co-host Theo, Theo, what a great friend. And thank you so much for bringing us here. And then the pod father, you guys know, uh, I don't watch wrestling. Uh, it was, it was the stuff back in the day, but I, I listened to some of the podcasts and the thing they use in, in the wrestling world is like their, their persona is their gimmick. And I don't want to kill off the pod father's gimmick, but there's not a nicer, more genuine hardworking guy in this space than Matt Kelly. Um, he wants the best for the dynasty Gamer, those that support Player Profiler and this enterprise mean the world to all of us. So if you want my busts, you're going to be tuning in later this week to the YouTube channel, playerprofiler.com. Check us out on YouTube. And while you're there, subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone. To everybody in the chat, thank you so much. Um, Flying solo tonight, doing all the button pushing, all of the videos, all of the clips amazing to be able to take the time when the guests were speaking to interact with you guys in the chat. This is what we're going to be doing in season. It's going to be much more segmented. It's going to be more fun than your average Dynasty podcast because they get a little boring. They get a little stale in season. I promise you segments and things that are going to make the Dynasty Warzone unique outside of what other podcasts do. So on behalf of Jerry, who's not here, I can't thank my guests enough. Until next time, guys, it is Memphis here at the Dynasty War Zone. And remember, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. I'll see you guys back here next week and Friday for the juice. Thank you so much, guys. Take care.
4: Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All-In Package to continue to make all of this possible, to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.
12: Hey, fellow Warzone listeners, my name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level, and I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer-downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat
0: let me tell you something Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing.
10: a game yesterday and if we win one today that's
1: two in a row. we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak.